0: hi i'm sophie hi i'm paul and we are sp film viewers stop it.
1: So, as you may have gathered from the title and that little thing I just Mm. did there, this is our final episode of the Halloween month of 2020.
0: Yes! Bring on Christmas!
1: (laughs) And we're going to be talking about The Shining, one of my favourite films of all time.
0: (sighs) No pressure there for me, really, is there, to say... This is my fav one of my favourite films, Sophie, and it's gonna make you crap your pants. Let's put it on telly.
1: Well, let's put it on four K in this case. <laughs> so I wasn't entirely sure what you really make of it in all in all, but hopefully I... we'll find out from talking about it now.
0: I don't think you're gonna really find out. I <laughs> still don't
1: know how I feel. Okay. <laughs> Interesting talk then.
0: <laughs> so we ended up having Some treats as well, didn't we? So we had kind of like a cinema somewhat experience. And you know them giant snakes?
1: Jelly snakes, yeah, you get in pick and mix.
0: I had saved this snake for this occasion... Because Paul said, like, they were going to be getting scarier and scarier. So it was like, right, this is kind of a good thing. You know, like, when you want to bite your nails because yeah. you're nervous yeah. or something. It's yeah, like, yeah. I was taking it out on the snake. If there was <laughs> 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 something scary coming. Yeah, save on your fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts off quite trippy, doesn't it? Like, already.
1: one of the best openings to set in the mood I've ever seen, really. is the... just just right from the get-go, that music...
0: It's the music is horrifying. It really is. It's if you didn't have the music in this, I think it wouldn't be as strong. Like the music plays a massive
1: part. Yeah, I totally agree. That's one of the factors of it that sticks with me so much. Has been just such a horrifying score.
0: It is horrifying, and it, that kind of like the the it's like a screeching eerie silency noise like you know, like it too silent and you hear this like mm, mm, like that kind of like playing with silence but not and then the doom
1: we well, can't be silent if it's making noise
0: no no there is a thing where like you it's so silent you can hear like this
1: sort of know what you mean, but when you... like sort of like ringing, ringing in your, in your ear Yeah, but, like, but there's it's... normally
0: like a hum as hum. well, and it's that kind of monotony level to it, and then it's scree- like a screechy noise at the same time. And obviously it's a beautiful scenery that we start with. Yeah, it's... with s-
1: s- sweeping landscape almost like helicopter shots over the landscape, and there's another factor, to kind of get that right from the get-go, that sense of loneliness... Out in, the, in this big open space and there's this, this car that's driving along the main stretches of road leading up to the Overlook Hotel, which is also in itself an isolated place.
0: It gets a little bit to a point of where I'm thinking, well, actually, it's I didn't know this was a thing where it's open for summer and then it closes for winter. And it is a thing where people would the higher a family to live in, like that sounds really peculiar in itself. You know, like, would you not just leave it over the winter if nobody can get to it and it's snowed under anyways? Why does it need to have a family in it to feel, to look after it, you know, like a caretaker? Because
1: it's a business thing, do they need somebody to be a caretaker to look after The building, the property, the grounds
0: and all that. Um, I just think, what is it? It just seems a bit peculiar to isolate somebody. To that extreme, where a the phone landlines might not work, they can't even get out. And like, let's say somebody was hurt or anything like that, or injured, the where's the nearest hospital? You know, all these kind of obvious things. It's like, I don't think I'd want to do that personally. Don't get me wrong. Like, I I'm quite comfortable being in my own home with
1: your home comforts. Yeah,
0: but being in a massive hotel that you've got the whole responsibility for and it being so big and then so many rooms that are empty I think it just seems really really eerie I kind of get that feeling about the hotel when we kind of get there from the get-go it feels a bit even though it's hustling bustling with people it it doesn't feel like a safe space and I felt like the kind of that I don't know if it's the way that it'd been portrayed before like with Danny kind of getting his Visions or shining or whatever you want to, on the knowing as I kind of see it, right. So he's kind of already given you an idea of what has happened in this hotel.
1: So just before we get into the whole thing, Danny, a second. Obviously, we've got Jack Torrance, who's played by Jack Nicholson. I think he's absolutely <laughs> perfect for the role.
0: He is, however, which is quite surprising. I said to you straight away when I saw him and was like. Is he really old now? And you just laughed at me because I know him from. I think the main film I would know him from, which is probably not even. I don't know if it's a well-known film. You didn't know it when I said it. Was *Something's Got to Give*. That's where I remember him, and he's like in love with this old lady, but he does. He's gone out with all these younger models, and he's like actually realizing he's fallen in love with this old lady. Right. And it's yeah. Okay. It's a lovely, lovely film, but a fickle man he is. Um, and I was like, oh, I know him, but I haven't actually seen him really as his younger self. Initially, he doesn't look too bad for his age. You know, he's like a good-looking actor. However, in this, as Jack, oh, it's the way he stares.
1: It's almost like his trademark smile anyway when he can just that. Yeah, just that,
0: it's just that look about
1: him? What, I don't know if it's false, it's just, just very... Almost intimidated with the eyebrows and everything. It just, but just, it looks just like, like it's put
0: that. on, like it's not sincere.
1: Yeah. So he's there for the interview, for obviously for the role of being the caretaker for the Overlook Hotel of the winter. And even though he's been told this information about, you know, this incident that happened with the Grady mm. family prior to all this and had cabin fever and... Just killed I, the entire family he's still like, yep, take it, and not even, like, consulting mm. his family about it. Really, I think, as you sort of learn later on, though, obviously I've seen it many, many, many times, and maybe from the first time you wouldn't really get the understanding of why he's sort of being like that, but it's really because he's the whole thing kind of behind his, how he is, is that he's he, he was a teacher, and now he's trying to be writer or get into writing, but he's he's not having much success with that. And he feels like this is sort of like his make or break thing, having the isolation to to be able to, mm. you know, sit down and actually get some work done on that. Yeah. And, you know, get the inspiration and maybe to focus entirely on that and become the writer he always wanted to be. And that he's kind of just will just say anything just to get You know, take the job and no matter what, I just Just don't don't really care about what his family
0: think. It does seem a bit strange the way that he's saying yes to all these because these would be like red flags to any normal human being that wasn't a little bit messed up. And I think he does seem, like it's not a problem, it's not a problem. It's like, it'd be a problem for me. But I think with Danny, obviously, like you were saying, he didn't really kind of see what Wendy or Danny thought about kind of going. And it's quite clear to me that Danny doesn't want to go. He's really reluctant to go in there. And he's like, obviously, A, he's only young and he's made some friends and he's not wanting to leave his home and all of that. But at least it's not not like it's forever. It's only for five months. But he's got that reluctancy and he's got, obviously...
1: His little imaginary friend, Tony, who lives in his finger.
0: Well, and then lives in his mouth. Doesn't he?
1: I think that's meaning that he's talking he's using his mouth to talk his feelings through.
0: It's freaked me out a little bit this did because when they said it lives in his mouth and his but he's doing the and the voice coming out of that child. I'd be interested to know if that is that child making that noise or if they've kinda ADR'd it. Mm, well, I think this kid is a really good actor as
1: he yeah, is, to really. be
0: fair, is
1: the thing about him obviously being called Danny. And the actual name of the, the boys playing him is called Danny as well. So that helps with, you know, giving stage instructions for him to, for you, so he's not getting confused. With, like <laughs> when you say Danny, it's Danny. So he knows. Yeah.
0: That's kind of handy. Yeah. I do think he's generally a good actor, but I think as well he's a bit freaky. Like he's, he, he, initially, for you me, were,
1: felt like you didn't, you want to weigh him up because obviously he was having these. The shining visions mm. initially about the warning of the hotel
0: but I didn't know that that was classed as a warning in my head I didn't know what he was kind of I actually didn't see the dad I saw the dad being a little bit weird but Danny for me was even worse and I I, I thought it was gonna be like this look little... <laughs> I guess linking back to Halloween thinking that this little boy is going to murder the family the family or something because he was the one that was acting really bizarre and okay. seeing all these horrible visions and he was going to get to a point of where
1: yeah,
0: something was taking over him, possibly, that's what I was thinking, mm-hmm. to make him do something bad. So I thought Tony would be like the good, Danny's the good and...
1: Tony's the evil. Tony's yeah. the and evil. do it yeah, yeah. made me do it, yeah.
0: That's what I kind of in my okay. head initially yeah. was seeing,
1: how it was panning yeah. out. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> especially as well when he said when tony hides in his mouth yeah that that really um, no in his stomach sorry yeah, yeah, yeah really freaked me out and i don't know why but i could just see this little person in his mouth <laughs> and then like kind of sliding down his throat uh-huh. into his stomach and it was like oh i think my my brain is quite vivid and it can rapidly run away with itself which is quite concerning
1: mm-hmm. so like
0: i was kind of already creating my own story
1: yeah, I think this is another theory I've ever been thrown out there about that whole thing anyway, really, that I you watch the extended version. Yeah. That, it's the one that was, like, Ed in America mostly, and then I didn't actually see for a fair few years when I first watched it, because I only had this like European version, which would, like, cut <laughs> down, so it didn't explain a lot of the stuff that the American version did, so there were pieces of that we never knew about. So the kind of thought, well, this is probably the best way for you to try and understand a bit more of the background about <laughs> how things go. But obviously, like, when the doctors are coming in to check on Danny after he has his episode, his blackout, mm. and then Wendy, his mother, is explaining to her, the doctor, about, like, what happened with Danny having an accident yes. and stuff and all those kind of things, you kind of get the sense that there's some, like, child abuse going on there. Yeah,
0: because and... obviously Jack injures Danny, doesn't he, by kind of apparently pulling him too hard. Like, yeah. you know, like, if a child goes With into it and kind of stop, yeah. and it's broken his shoulder, which you, like, when he's trying to bless her, make it sound as innocent as possible. Um, but but you can tell she's lot... still...
1: Well, yeah, you see her when she starts talking about it, it's like a hand shaking when she's having a cigarette and trying to light up and it's you're kind of covering you up here about what yeah really she knows it sounds... how many other instances that might have happened which is i think an onset of this tony being something like a sort of coping mechanism or
0: that's that how all. it kind of triggers it off i think doesn't it once he's like kind of gone to school she says is that the way danny can kind of cope or he's like allowed tony to kind of come in i don't really know what tony is i know it's kind of technically the shining and we kind of get onto the fact that some shine some don't and the boy has got this shining ability and only people who can shine can see what happens in kind of like what is to happen and what has happened. happened yeah and it's like so it's kind of like a thought site so it's like is it also telepathy kind Mm. of thing so to speak where he can kind of see into the future slash read people's minds minds. and actions of what's going to be occurring which is a very clever kid for like he's only six isn't he it's like a lot to put on a little child it's like a lot of strain especially some of the stuff that tony shows danny it's quite disturbing (laughs) um yeah like i don't know how like if I was that little child, I I was scared of the scenes that I saw. So I don't know how, if you were six years old, how horrific that would be. It'd be, yeah,
1: it'd be very traumatizing.
0: It's very gripping the story, and even though I was scared, I wanted to understand more and kind of carry on with it. It didn't feel like my waste of a, a time watching it.
1: This cut is about two and a half hours i i never get bored with watching it's not i'm not going to go taking forever it's just breezes by i definitely
0: nature. would want to watch it again i do think there'll be certain clues and there's so many like...
1: clues there's been a whole documentary about <laughs> um people's takes on the thoughts and feelings about certain things in the background and, and stuff like something
0: that. something that i'll probably even missed completely yeah. just by watching and different it the first
1: takes, time like i say like like I was just saying about the whole child abuse angle being quite prominent throughout mm. the film as well which we might get into when we're talking through our notes on it you know it's there's there's always something new to pick out from it I feel that you might not have seen before or you know a word said or how it's said that kind of thing
0: I think I'll feel better if I did see it again just because I know what's going to happen yeah so it's the like kind of that bit of you can yeah. kind of nitpick and dig a little bit yeah. deeper whereas initially you kind of yeah consumed... for
1: first, yeah yeah first time seeing it you might be like geez yeah, you know, with some especially the music thing but I mean that doesn't make it less any more impactful that's because I it still gets me with all the it's all that and it's you know I've seen it I don't know how many times now
0: too many <laughs> <laughs> it's really kind of makes you feel uneasy though it's like got that uneasiness all the way through yeah, exactly it's,
1: yeah
0: it just from the start you get the music and you feel uneasy and then it it gets worse it like kind of that uneasiness and unsettling just increases and increases mm-hmm. it's like it never wavers or never dulls it's just constantly like I was scared for that, like the least of the two hours like even when you had them scenes of them going up into the hotel and everybody's there, and it's hustle and bustle, and nothing's actually occurring. It's just kind of like giving you the background. Mm-hmm. There's still that kind of spooky feel. Yeah,
1: something about it that maybe it's the sort of like the, just the dull lighting. That's by that I mean it's not like dark and dingy or anything, but it's kind of just like just everything. All the the colours of the way the, they've
0: done the colours of the hotel, the hotel is really clever because it kind of gives that dream state kind of slash nightmare. Like, there's yeah. so garish colours, some of the things that. like, that carpet, it's, like, yeah. really retro at the same time so, as, like, yeah, exactly. it's like 70s.
1: Yeah, it's kind of that, that, so the lighting matches that aspect of it. You yeah. Know? But, again, um, it's sort of set in that sort of late 70s
0: era, so. And the old room as well, that's quite garish. Yeah. But it kind of gives you that, like, it's a time warp kind of feeling Obviously as well, because you know what Danny's seen prior to going to the hotel. You kind of already got that in your back of your head that something like that's going to appear Yeah. at the beginning. Like when he sees the vision of the two girls.
1: Yeah, you, like when you see him having like his flash vision when he's in the bathroom, he you kind of glimpsed the, the two twins. And then once he's actually in the hotel and he's been in the games room, and then he kind of just stops turns around and he sees the two girls just standing there
0: that that freaks me out because i don't like little girls as it is like little boys are not as bad i don't know why however danny did get to a point of where i was like i can't watch it anymore with him but i think the little girls i think it's also the pop out of nowhere they also look really real but then it kind of shows you the goriness as well because obviously it shows that them dead on the floor at one state as well
1: yeah yeah, yeah
0: all of that but then i was like are they ghosts are they haunting danny or is it like the shining showing him what it is or is it like where i think he can kind of have ghosts having a bit of a time freeze in life like
1: Oh, you could say that, but in the instance because they actually speak to him and is say, more Hello, like a "Hello, Danny," you know, and can play with us. It's obviously that spectral aspect of it can't be an imprint because if that was the case, then you you won't be able to interact with.
0: That is true. So is it more like there's you haven't you've got unfinished business? Mm-hmm. Your ghosts linger around and stay there. Is it because like they were murdered or something? Mm-hmm. That they're, like, Mm -hmm. forever stuck in that hotel.
1: Yeah. Although, this thing when the, you know, they said, can play with us forever and ever and ever. Mm. Jack makes a similar statement not shortly after that when you see him next as well. When he's
0: hugging his son. Yeah,
1: I wish we could stay here forever and ever and ever. So I don't know as to whether there's any correlation there with him or not like it's whether it's something to do with his father or something saying that to him but it's it's, it's very
0: you mean strange. like kind of like getting the little children to kind of play on it do you think to scare his son or
1: no 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 <laughs> don't no don't I mean they're coming to like Joining together to kind like, of kill let's, him let's play a trick on him no i mean whether he's seeing a vision of something but it might actually be his his dad saying that. I get you. But I
0: Maybe, don't know, but I then
1: feel... it's kind of I'm when I was looking at his angle of the, the abuse thing, but then it's kind of like, yeah, where does the vision blur into like reality and mm. what's actually I think this spiritual?
0: Well it kinda of gets tricky because it's like, well, Is it a vision and actually it's just these, it's in Danny's head. Mm. However, then I get a bit confused with that bathroom scene later on where they, obviously, there's other elements to this where it's not just actually the family that have got murdered there. There's all these other instances instances that have happened.
1: I think, I haven't read the book, but I think that explains it a bit more. There's two other instances where there's obviously a lot of bad things have happened, like assume it's somebody's killed themselves in the bath or something, mm, maybe, and that's what that's all about. Yeah, the, the whole instance with like who, who really strangled Danny and injured. Yeah,
0: because like, is it a woman in the bathroom that's done it, or is it,
1: or is, is it really Jack who's done it in his, well, as yeah, so he's now starting to slowly get more and more deranged with his isolation and it's not going so well for him. And
0: but how come Danny has said that it was a woman? Or are these two sh- The Shining and the... the...
1: Yeah, it's make a story up but it's not actually true because oh, it's a child's making up a story about it because Wendy doesn't know anything about The Shining really.
0: But then then my question is, is it actually like Jack that's done it to Danny or is it actually part of The Shining, and he stumbles across the wrong thing, like, that's a bit, like, that bit, kind of, for me, is still a bit wishy-washy. I don't really know what the answer actually is on that one. Like, if he's saying that the old woman didn't exist, really, Jack's kind of putting himself into, like, well, there's only two other people here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, unless he's a little boy and he strangled himself. That's what he says yeah. to me.
1: Maybe he did it to himself to me.
0: So maybe he's trying to try cover to up. Maybe. but yeah i don't think that that one i kind of rule out completely i don't think he's done it to himself it's either his mm-hmm. dad or okay. this woman and i think the shining i don't know it's really weird it's like a gift for danic. yeah but then it's always showing him horrible things and always getting him really really scared and it's like how is this actually a good thing to have like i feel like the portraying it as like it is a gift and it's special but it's like to be fair if i had got that gift and it i'd be like i don't want this
1: <laughs> like my superpowers yeah people inside. I, don't, I didn't really want this power
0: but... i would not want that power whatsoever like the elevator scene where you see all the blood yeah coming out that's just like, Pff. well first of all i did wonder how many people have it has he killed because like oh is it where's this blood coming from so this is oh y- ma-
1: yeah this is the like
0: there must be loads of people dead upstairs or something for the amount of blood to come out of this yeah
1: that's partly down to there's another thing because they're saying about an indian burial ground so it's like vengeful spirits, spirits. of people that have died either prior to you know the, the mm. grounds or ground or people who may have died to try and save the land and there's a lot of indian imagery you probably might not see clock to the first time but obviously like in, Scattered around the hotel, there's those elements all around. I don't so. think
0: I tweaked to that. To no, be fair. You,
1: again, it's it's things that you pick up on multiple views <laughs> yeah.
0: There is a lot to take in with this film, and there's, there's still a lot that I probably yeah. won't even no. have noticed.
1: Okay. So one of the points I wanted to discuss with you is about, you, you know, the creativity with, like, camera angles. I think you may have noticed there's quite a lot of symmetrical shots you know like pans out and it was all in within the same frame it was yeah, symmetrical throughout mm-hmm. and i do like the way that kubrick tries to do that in these in his films
0: i did notice that and i also noticed a lot of angled like so like on a funny angle as well so some of them were parallel but at the beginning there was quite a few like on a tilt and it made it feel like a bit of more of a kind of like trippy kind of angle so the way that they <laughs> did do you,
1: you give an example? Sorry.
0: I'm trying to think now, really hard, of how it was. I think it might have been with the opening scene yeah. and with the way that they're weaving in and out, yeah. and it was like kind of on a bend, and the way that they were kind of panning in. But mm-hmm. Then they do also with, like you said, with the corridors, it's straight pan, and everything's yeah. got the parallel. Yeah. Mean, even and even like when the, yeah. they shoot towards the twins, yeah, I noticed they're like dead center. I was like, boom, in yeah. the middle, yeah, exactly, yeah. Everything's quite precise and has mm-hmm. got its, yeah, it's place. Very
1: precise, yeah.
0: Also, like with the carpet being quite asymmetrical but it's kind of got the same kind of pattern and it It is concise throughout I've noticed as well the way they zoom in on the face on the stare like that was like kind of like where you've got two kind of shots where with Danny and Jack where they're quite zoomed in intense Mm -hmm. and god don't they go on for so long like that felt like for a lifetime for me when they were both staring at me I couldn't they we weren't
1: staring directly at you, they were kind of just looking off.
0: But of... I couldn't I couldn't cope with it. Like 'cause I w it really, really made me feel disturbed Amazing. and like somebody was either staring at me or like
1: Just making you feel uneasy.
0: Gazing at you from afar, like uh, if that makes sense. Like if you were yeah. let's like, say you were that person that they're looking at and if you were having that glare.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And also it's like their eyes were dead locked it's like they didn't I don't think he really even blinked Mm. it just didn't seem human and I think that kind of discomfort is all the way out like I only really think I really liked Wendy like when Wendy was on the screen I felt the most calmest I could throughout the film because I knew she was like the most normal kind of saying one amongst them and bless this god she tried hard like putting up with danny's episodes and then jack not even wanting her in the same room at one point is like yeah so focused on his job this scared me a little bit with you because like, i sometimes disturb you when you're working and i always feel bad and then i'm thinking oh god is he gonna flip out yeah. at me be like get out of my room and like yell at me I did, <laughs> I did think I can kind of relate to that one. I'm thinking, oh, I hope you don't start to no, trip on me. <laughs> You're distracting me. You really liked the yelly scenes. You've got some I think it's just because i am seeing.
1: it so, uh, just like It shows just how it, how Jack Nicholson's character delivering those lines. It's just just really like how it aggressed, like how forceful and...
0: It was so scary. it makes
1: it. Especially, obviously... Like, even obviously that small bit where she, you know, it's like, hey, it's going to snow tonight, and it's like, what do you want me to do about it? And then it's like, you know, like whenever I'm here, type and hear me type and if you don't hear me type in, and all that kind of just that aggressive there. Don't come get in, that, yeah. Get that sense of like, oh, just just leave me alone, will you? just Yeah. Get right with it. But obviously you're talking more about the bit where she's discovered that all he's been writing is the same sentence over and over on those pages. Oh. Work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Just over and over and over because he's gone. Psycho. so So at this point, and then he's having that whole back and forth with her. She's just absolutely petrified at this point.
0: Her arms are like, very flailly.
1: <laughs> down and then he's he's going through that whole thing. You know, like, you're like, have you even considered like the responsibility I have to this place? Not
0: kind of just, just going off on one. Yeah. And she's like, "Stay away from me. Maybe, stay away from stay me." From the yeah, and it's I was sat there like absolutely petrified like oh my goodness she's on her own like what can she do to defend herself like he's obviously got the upper hand and he's literally his kettle's just boiling now he's like popped haven't he and I'm sat there like proper cringing eating a snake and and Paul's like got this big big beamer on his face like and I'm looking at him I'm thinking I'll just look at Paul because I'm watching this because it's your favorite one of your favorite films and I love you, so I'll just look at you, and you seem happy, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this point, you were thinking, oh, gosh, is snapped. Is going to get Wendy, and he's going to kill her. And she actually got the better of him, didn't she, a little bit? Yeah. I still don't know how he got out of the freezer, though. Was in the freezer? She put him in the freezer? Or I the should... fridge?
1: No, the food storage.
0: Oh, I thought, oh. Why didn't she put him in the freezer? Like, of all places, yeah. the freezer locked. Yeah. Put him in the freezer. Kill him. Freeze him. But still, how the hell did he get out?
1: So, the only way I can think to explain the whole him getting out of the food storage, it's either, it can only either be, like, spectral element of it, either ghosts of the past, letting him out of the thing, or it's Danny letting him out but i don't know why why that would be the case Mm. of why i think there's is only those two options that make sense but i I don't think
0: danny would have been doing that because he's he's very much aware of what's going to be happening and i don't
1: think he really had the strength to lift up i don't even think he could reach anyway so
0: so obviously uh, these ghosts are actually active and so that makes me think well that's
1: the only ghost element that could really be a company with the other stuff could obviously be visions and stuff but like
0: even the strangling now could that have been a ghostly element you don't know this is the bit where it's like the unknowing yeah of not truly understanding some of the like i i I did end the film a little bit like well i was okay with the ending but i was a little bit like still really uncertain and confused about what was true and what wasn't and (laughs) still am now i think I think it was a bit of a Shutter island kind of experience for me. I was like...
1: You mean when you said about you've always been the caretaker?
0: Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, why did I not see this?
1: The way I see it... Yeah, please tell me. A line that Jack says earlier on where he said, I feel like I've been here before. I like I know what I was around every corner. Meaning a sense of... Reincarnation happening, it's history of repeating itself. He's a former incarnation of him, mm. who was responsible for you know like everything that's happened in the past. So it's sort of like stuck in the same Deep. loop, the same fate of everything happening again and again, and it'll probably essentially would keep happening again and again if, if things had carried on. And that sort of explains things like. You know when he's first goes into the gold room and he's like, "I'll oh, give my soul for a beer," and then he sees after he's saying that, and then he's like, sees the vision of the bartender Lloyd, and he's acting like you know he's good good, good, good friends with him. So it's obviously that's obviously something again where he's something from the past, where he's like, "Oh I, yeah, I know this bartender because he's been here, you know, in the nineteen twenties or whatever," and mm. and I know him through this other version of his past self so that's how he knows yeah that's what that that explains that thing you know like I liked you Lloyd always have done and yeah because there's no other way like well that doesn't make a lot of sense if you're Mm. thinking about it that way
0: yeah because I did one day I was like unless it's a bartender where he used to live or something like that and yeah you know he's kind of just just seeing him,
1: up... yeah, like a, somewhere from back from where he was, kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah.
0: That's all I was thinking of it yeah. as like he was making up these kind of characters in his head because he'd gone to that point of like losing the plot a little bit. Mm-hmm. wasn't really himself anymore. So I do think it is maybe, the other two are the same thing.
1: Yeah, and so like obviously the Charles Grady was the one who murdered his family, but it was it's Delbert Grady. Who was the one who was helping him clean down his, his clothes in the bathroom? So yes. it's obviously that's another instance of the past. You know, as, soon as another person had the same fate and is now stuck in that loop mm. of playing out the same actions. It's the same family name mm. going down the line, and he did also did the same thing. which He obviously described But he's you know he's got two daughters and he you know corrected them as he says.
0: Yes. Um... There's a lot of resentment from Jack towards his family. So, like, Definitely. there's a line where it says, I've let you F up my life so far. I'm not going to let you. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's, like, this whole thing. You kind of get that f- from the very start anyway with him. You know, like, even, like, those scenes where he's on the phone to tell him about the job, and if he's, like, kind of, yeah, I'm going to be late and all that kind of stuff. I'm mm. just, like... I'm her off. And then certainly when comes a bit more apparent when he's obviously driving him up to the hotel in the first instance and he's kind of just like focusing on the road and it's kind of like mm-hmm. you know like dad i'm i'm hungry and so well, you should have eaten your breakfast kind of thing and you're going kind to of
0: get that hostile like, you know, kind of
1: just why well, i'm a burden with you too, yeah. almost but
0: to be fair he's picked them you know it's not like he was just forced to
1: but it's wendy blesses not exactly a
0: or is she? No, she's not. And she's not a full kind of picnic either. She ain't got all her marbles. But I think she's the most genuine one. Like her mm-hmm. heart's in the right place. And I feel like if you were going to ask me who I preferred the most, it would have been probably Wendy, even though her arms were flailing yeah, all yeah, over I mean, the place.
1: Yeah.
0: If I had a little boy like Danny, phew, I don't think I'd be sat there watching Looney Tunes with him or whatever she was watching. <laughs> I would be absolutely... Pappy in my pants if that was my son. She was really, really calm and loved him, and was so loving towards Jack as much as she could yeah, be. Yeah. You know, to like love somebody who's like that towards you, like you really, she should have been getting more and more resentful towards him. But yeah, she still really cared for him
1: almost to the end, except when she, you know, gotten so scared and swinging about him and putting him, but, just for her safety, but she yeah. just protecting her son.
0: So obviously there is dick which is another character who we haven't really touched upon which he also has the gift of the shining yeah i really thought his role was going to pan out a bit differently and i didn't think he the the way he was going to die so abruptly i thought it might have yeah he he, traveled
1: all the way from where he was in florida i think it was
0: (laughs) might as Um, well just stayed there bless him yeah but i guess he helps the end like story part to it because obviously Jack has now got to a point of where he's disconnected the in- antennae thing, is it? What is it called? The,
1: from the radio, so there's no contact with that and, uh, and just basically took, taken apart the snow cat so he won't be able to drive away Wendy or uh, Danny to get away. So, yeah, I guess it is a plot point for him.
0: I think D- it's just that purpose for the ending, isn't it, really? Yeah, Basically,
1: to obviously drive up.
0: So, obviously, with the knowing... Of the shining with dick and mm-hmm. and Danny, that's how he knows something's kinda going a bit wrong, doesn't he to think that something's not going well at yeah the that's hotel. what' cause
1: that's where you mean the part where he's lying in bed watching t v and then he's got like almost i i think i think i don't know it comes across <laughs> as funny or anything, but it almost looks like. St- you know, when he gets asked, because he are super close up and he's mm. having the vision of what Danny's seeing because he's like focusing really hard to tell and warn him about it, it almost looks very skeletal in the way it is. It's kind of like it's kind of just like that open mouth, and the I guess because of the angle of the nostrils, and yeah. it, it kind of just kind of almost like, like a skeleton head.
0: Mm.
1: I don't know if there's anything in that, it's just I just find that <laughs> <laughs> it
0: makes it kind of. It yeah, that's what I'm more meaning with like the tilts. So yeah. It's like a okay. upwards, that's what yeah. I was kind of trying yeah. to describe. Yeah. So the way that they're kind of panning up.
1: Yeah, so it's Danny trying to warn him by really focusing really hard to tell him about like, please, I need your help.
0: Yeah, come and rescue us. However, it's Grady kind of telling Jack that his son's somewhat special and he's got an insider now and he's uh, roping an... outsider. Outsider, yeah roping somebody else in on this kind of he also just say like going back to what you said about the correcting, it must be that in the nineteen twenties his wife wasn't that savvy as Wendy. Wendy does, even though she's a bit ditzy, she does try to protect herself and her son. And her son, obviously,
1: mm-hmm. with the
0: shining and the power he's yeah. got, they do get a bit of the upper hand. And to say that he the son is only six or so mm-hmm. the end part with the maze. Shows a lot of intelligence.
1: Yeah, he did a good job of outwitting him there.
0: Yeah, kind with of... the footprints, obviously, in the, in the snow. snow. Yeah. And then kind of getting rid of them and then yeah. creating yeah. new ones Homes. and going back on them yeah. to trick his dad to kind of being yeah. stuck in the maze. I want to know, though, because it ends, obviously, with Wendy and Danny getting in the snow cat mm-hmm. and obviously driving away yeah. safely. However, you kind of pan to Jack looking like Jack Frost, <laughs> pretty much frozen. I'd say. Yeah. Now, do you, does this mean he's dead? Yes. Is that how what you take it? as? Yes, like he's, I take
1: that as he's he's now frozen and thing, and he's now dead, completely dead. Yeah.
0: So it'd be interesting to see. Like, is he dead in the maze? Like, he's just frozen, dead. Yeah. In the maze. Yeah. So when the people come back, and obviously they wanted somebody looking after the hotel they're going to find a dead man in the maze <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah essentially yeah
0: that's what's going to happen it's, yeah so he's, he's not going to get paid for that then is he <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no um he's not going to go around and go like oh did a good job but um you're yeah, dead you're dead so well i guess we won't pay you now
0: it's so got off a little bit lightly but really i think actually the more damage and, I mean, to the hotel
1: there's, yeah exactly there's, there's a dead body on the floor there's loads of knives. Look at mess.
0: Yeah. yeah. So really, it's not worth having. I think they'd be better off than just stop letting anybody in it and letting the snow and kind yeah, of take the, the take toll the on it. A bit, yeah. Yeah. Because the fact that the isolation gets to people and then this kind of yeah. happens, there is obviously a line which you just you started it off at the beginning and I kept on saying to you, "What is red rum? What does it mean? What is it?" And obviously, I'm not intelligent enough to twig out on what it means. I think it's it in an anagram. No, kind of is.
1: It's an anagram because it's not the words and the letters are not completely mixed up. It's just that it's the word spelled backwards.
0: I'm just. I was literally just before I said anything. I was like looking <laughs> to see
1: if it was Wait right. Wait a minute.
0: I'm like, is he right? Yeah, you are. Yeah. You are right.
1: Because that's what it <laughs> spells out in the mirror when you're.
0: Oh, it's so, it's actually that scene like, red rum, red rum. Yeah. I think this was the point where I said, Did I say pause?
1: It was just a bit before that was that was like an extra bit that happened in this version. The bit where Wendy's in the room thinking about like planning to get away, and then she hears Danny saying, Red rum, red rum, and then he goes and like Danny wake up and, and, she, and he says, Danny's not here, Mrs. Torrance. <sighs> yeah.
0: And then he's proper staring. Yeah. And it's like, that staring went on for ages for me. And I was like, right, no, we need a pause because I need a toilet break. But I, I was like, I could have pat and we wanted to say to you, leave it there. But I knew, (laughs) I knew that wasn't happening. This is getting to the, very dramatic bits, at least, of the scene. Yeah. I think I've noticed I get a little bit of, like, anxious towards the end because I know it's going to even get scarier. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of do cheekily go to <laughs> you, how long have I got left? Yeah. Because, it's like, it's hyping up and it's hyping up and it's on yeah. it, And then, like, the grand kind of yeah. bit is going to happen. And I always get so worked up yeah. about it.
1: Yeah. So that bit I'm alluding to, obviously, after the red room part, and she kind of realises it's spelled murder in, in the mirror. And then almost immediately after that's revealed. The he's, murder's he's, about to happen. There, Jack's there. I love that camera angle as well. You know, it kind of, the camera swings with the axe as he's breaking down the door and everything.
0: I want to ask a question. Yeah. What's the line, here's Johnny because he's Jack?
1: So I think that's in reference to a catchphrase by um, some somebody from a like a talk show late night talk show or something
0: it's like a just a quote kind of reference
1: well yeah ca- catchphrase but i don't I didn't know if it
0: was off something else that was making it scary to like be like here's johnny because he's like like i don't understand if his name was johnny but it's jack so <laughs>
1: yeah i know but i don't i like, mean i don't know the the the, the tonight show or, or anything so like
0: jimmy fallon or something It'd be like here's
1: yeah i guess it because it would be but it yeah, you know, if I haven't seen it, I don't know. I can't really comment on, like, if that's... If he did something with that when he was on the sh- the talk show or not. So I don't I don't know. But that's just... Is, yeah, so again, that's a bit for, you know, mo- most people like more. Because
0: I was thinking of writing his name down and it's called Jack and I think I've ever done him wrong. Um
1: but for that bit anyway, before he even says that line, Kubrick, at this point, probably doing about many takes to get the most out of them. A bit like I always say about Hitchcock and pushing them almost too far to get the take they wanted. <laughs> so it, with both of them I think Jack and Wendy characters. So Jack like being absolutely you know and we been like little pigs and doing all those funny facial expressions that he's doing and stuff yeah. and in other scenes as well. I think that's a sign of that as well. But when obviously when he's breaking down to and Wendy's like almost like
0: Petrified. Because
1: it's writhing and things. She's got that oh, horrific look. Again, it's pushing her almost to a breaking point to make her get that, I want you to be, like, absolutely screaming your head off almost to push, <laughs> to get the thing. So that take reflects that very much. So, it looks so it looks she looks so terrified. Yeah,
0: she does. But it is kind of like to a point of where I've never seen someone so terrified. Like, yeah. that kind of petrified, that it looks so somewhat put on at the same time because it's so extravagant and so extreme hmm. yeah that it doesn't seem like it sh- that should be real if if that makes sense i get I what you're saying is, yeah like popped out of
1: her skull <laughs> almost yeah
0: but she did have quite big eyes anyway she's yeah, like yeah when
1: she's been expressive yeah
0: goopy eyes yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so whether that's a good or a right thing to look at it as to when he's pushing his actors to do those
0: Obviously it's, not, you're getting the best out of what you want, but you don't want to be pushing your actors too far, do you either to be actually
1: petrified. Was actually like,
0: you
1: know, losing hair from
0: Oh I God no.
1: Because of the stress.
0: That's not and good.
1: So piece of cinematic history for getting to work on a film like this, really, so well it's what cost is that to do, but you know mental health issues. is there any other points you've noted down of interesting one to talk about or discuss
0: i think it was more i kind of got a bit of an understanding on the shining and i think that was quite cleared up for me and i kind of understood it a little bit i think that kind of interested me and intrigued me
1: enough to me to sit again to Learn more about it. I would
0: watch it again, for definite. However, for for me, with Jack, I think I kind of wanted to understand a little bit of why he got to a point of where his insanity, like, so to speak, I think he's obviously had a bit of a bad childhood. And I still have a lot of grey areas of, like you were saying, of how, and I still, even if I don't watch it the next time and the next time after that, if he is kind of Jack... Or has he been there, the caretaker all this time? And I'd love to know anybody's answers on how they kind of interpret that. I know we've had some scenarios of what we think, mm-hmm. but it'd be interesting to see it on other views of what other people would think about that because it's like depending on how your brain works, what outcome um, you could... take from it, really. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking obviously he has been the caretaker. Mm-hmm. Is it like a time warp thing, or is it like you said? history repeating itself
1: or is it all just spiritual
0: manipulation is it like kind of somebody getting into your head while you're there and it's like still like are they haunting kind of or is it even to a point of where it could be a little bit like the woman in black a bit of possessive where these people are kind of Mm -hmm. making him think he should be doing this because he's not in a good state to begin with
1: yeah unhinged yeah and you know all the bad vibes and the history that has happened over the course of everything to do with that hotel it's kind of lingering
0: mm. within
1: the walls and and then it's just affecting his psyche even more so
0: I'd say so yeah because I, I know for definite that if you work, walk into a house the house will give you a, a vibe. vibe yeah and I think that hotel gives you that kind of eerie ominous vibe where yeah. it's like you don't really want to be staying there alone. And I think the fact that it's empty kind of portrays the isolation. It's not hustling and bustling. I think really, unless you've got any of the pointers, we probably can go towards the scoring.
1: I think that's mostly the, the main majority points I wanted to cover really with it all. I mean, we could go in super in depth with everything and thing, but if this was the first time you viewing it, everything, that you could, Unpack so much more with this, but it's there's just so much to take in. I'm kind of glad that you said you you still you still would want to see it again to maybe see those aspects more rather than just being like yeah, one and done.
0: No, I don't think it is. I am genuinely intrigued to understand it. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'll ever fully understand it. I don't don't think
1: I will completely. But I' watching it almost every year, pretty much, and. You know, always it always keeps me intrigued and going back to it, almost like Jack potentially, you know, being the same thing going. Oh, laughing. don't say,
0: don't say this. You don't when you referring yourself to Jack. Of God, of all people to refer yourself to.
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah, scared of giving you the scores because oh. I don't even know in my head yet. Well, I
1: think you know what mine is, don't you?
0: Oh yes, we do. Are we going to really have to say it? Ten out of ten. Why does it make it a ten? What's so special about The Shining, apart from it's shiny? (laughs) It's
1: not that shiny, really, is it?
0: No, it's not. It's really, really not. Make it a 10 out of 10 film for you. What is it Jack Nicholson's?
1: His his performance, I think, is absolutely fantastic. The way he comes across his development throughout the film, what kind of seems like almost passive, slightly passive-aggressive from the get go a lot more as the film pans out. You see him sort of s- slowly deteriorating in his mental state and you get those wonderful facial expressions that he gives to his evil glares <laughs> and all the thing that just it's just fantastic as a a villainous character. I wouldn't class him as wonderful. No, <laughs>
0: but... Like, a wonderful scene, a snowy scene, you know, but wonderful, freaky-ass stares, yeah. I'm worried, people, I'm not going to lie.
1: The music is a character in itself as just setting the tone and atmosphere throughout the film.
0: That was my worst bit, was the music, yeah. I'd say. I hated it. I Like, if they just took that away, it wouldn't be half as scary, which obviously means it does a good job, but...
1: Yeah, I, it does a fantastic I, job.
0: It could really have done without it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that aspect still terrifies me when watching it. So that's...
0: Why do you want to watch something that terrifies you though? I don't get it. Like, why do people do that? Like why don't you want nice fluffy bunnies and <laughs> that's
1: kittens boring.
0: and No, it's nice <laughs> and it's safe and it's yeah. comforting.
1: The camera work, the visuals of the, the backgrounds and everything. I still don't know how they did that part with the where he, Jack's looking down at the mo, you know at the scale model, and then there's like that,
0: that oh,
1: low almost like bird's eye view angle. In I the don't maze. Know, yeah, and it's like, but it looks like the model, but it's not because you can still see movement in the. the mm-hmm. I don't know. How the, I don't know how they did that shot. That, that is, is quite really clever. clever, actually. Yeah. So there's things like that. They're just just marvelous ways of laying out the scene and everything. Danny, especially for young boys, does a good job of you know a child that's always up to scratch. But he's really good, and his his facial expressions as well when oh. things are, are really effective.
0: I do wonder though if it just messes these little kids up when they're doing like these scary films. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how much to tell them about it and like, him. Yeah. Like I don't know. Really, him yeah. his character was scary. Yeah. And. Makes you wonder if they do get some scars. <sighs> and Paul's like, yeah. well, I don't care. It's a good film.
1: And <laughs> always, I always feel like I almost learn something new every time I watch it, so that gives me more reason to keep viewing it again and again and again. So now we come to your score.
0: So, it's a tough one. I think, if I mean honest and not just scoring it because you like
1: it uh, okay i'm not yeah so i can't be biased saying so you must give it a 10 like it's me. definitely
0: not a 10 okay
1: i didn't expect it to be for a certain not for a first viewing this unless you were you're absolutely okay. su- surprised me completely
0: i think i can't give it a nine that's only because of how much it scared me I can't say I'm going to score something highly that frightens me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's good that it does frighten me.
1: That's what's going for.
0: That's what it's going for. Mm. But I think just the discomfort that I got from it, it's I think the second time watching it, I'd be a lot better off because I know what's coming. Uh-huh. So I'd feel more at ease. I've noticed if I know, maybe I need this shining knowing. Right. might make me feel better, I don't know, because I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it is very, very intriguing. You want to understand it. You want to get to grips with it. And that's the bit that that kind of does strongly play for me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I would want to watch it again. Okay. To see the clues. To see if there's something I've not
1: mm-hmm.
0: twigged upon and I've missed it. And it's like, oh, that's it. I do have some really strong characters. The acting is brilliant. You can't fault it. Um, at one point, Jack's neck is bright red and... He's actually, you can see his full body looks like it is actually full of rage. And I'm like, Jesus, his neck looks like it's going to, his veins are going to yeah, burst.
1: Yeah.
0: I do have some good, loving characters, like Wendy, even though she's a bit of a drip, she seems to be my favourite, and I do really feel for her. The music, I feel like that would score it down, and I know that sounds daft, but just because it is so, so ear-piercingly petrifying, like, it's brilliant the way that it's done, but it's like, makes you feel like your whole body just goes stiff
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like it's so scary for me it, like gets to a point of like i just can't cope like if this soundtrack just got muted I'd... <laughs> i might feel a little bit better the way tony the character obviously with danny and tony the re- i didn't really like tony as a entity yeah like he freaked me out when he was tony
1: the voice yeah
0: right around right. yeah horrible like it don't like in that scene where he's like at his mom's bed with the knife and oh. i actually thought he was gonna kill his mom at that point
1: yeah that's what it wanted you to believe didn't it. yeah so. i'm gullible um <laughs> not necessarily because you kind of get that thing but then he's walking away and then just writing on the thing and then just standing at the bed shouting it so yeah it's, not been it's more like helping just, his mum, like yeah, like knife and like mum protect, protect self, Yeah, exactly.
0: So, so overall, I'll 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 try and put you out of your misery. Yeah, because so you've rambled on. For, <laughs> yeah, like
1: this is to try to stall it out. Yeah, I am.
0: So, the score is. Mm-hmm. I close my eyes. so I'm not going to upset you. Come. Um, it's an eight point five.
1: Okay, I'll take that. You okay with that? Yeah,
0: yeah. You sure?
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah.
0: I don't think I could give it an, a nine just okay. because of how scared I felt that that's the <laughs> only reason why it's getting knocked back. It's not because it's not a good film. I can <laughs> see why you do give it a ten yeah if you want to watch a film and be scared and feel that unnerved in feeling all the way through for two hours, you will feel that with this definitely for me that's not my thing, but if you're a Halloween buff and you love. Like Paul, just like kind of dark, twisted movies. Like yeah, that's I'd rather like the fluffy cloud kind of vibe. I think it got the eight point five because actually Wendy and Danny do get to run away, and mm-hmm. I actually didn't think that was going to happen. Okay. So that's why is, it is got the
1: point five. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's why it got higher. Okay. Because I thought they were all going to die, mm-hmm. and that history was going to somewhat repeat itself. Yeah. So, had that not happened which I actually genuinely didn't believe it was going to happen. I think that's what shocked me the most. I've got it in my head that they were going to die and that's how this film was going to end. And, you know, that really annoys me. It's like, I get, you just got used to the characters yes. and attached yeah. to them and then now all of them are dead and it's just like, <sighs> so I'm glad that didn't happen.
1: Okay, well, I'm happy with that scoring, especially for the first viewing of that. I wasn't, I really, to honest, wasn't sure why you were going to take it. I thought you would, be covering your eyes for most of it to be honest like especially like the girl ghosts or spirits or whatever they may be but you know you did well to to watch through and essentially enjoy it despite the screech music but, I think yeah. turn
0: down the screech music I think kind of a little bit more depth for me on why I know you said it doesn't need it but for me I'd really like to understand him a bit more yeah, maybe just a little bit more background on why he's like that, yeah. just so you get a bit of an understanding.
1: Yeah, I feel like that would lose it loses that if it was went too much into like almost like a a brief history of you know like his his school days as a teacher <laughs> or something like that. I don't, no, but I don't maybe know. Maybe
0: that is more developed in the yeah, book.
1: I think it probably is. So that I might I be something. It, some maybe part,
0: I need to read. But...
1: So, but I know it is vastly different as well Stephen King wasn't too happy with the interpretation that Stanley Kubrick did but
0: infamously did so there's a bit of that you know st- stigma there while I was watching through it was kind of panning it out you know like you do in your head of what's going to happen yeah. and I was wrong every time
1: mm.
0: I couldn't get it right I didn't okay. really know and I think that's why it's such a high scorer because it's like I couldn't guess it if I tried wasn't predictable whatsoever.
1: Yeah, there's certain aspects you would, that especially watching first for the first time viewing, thinking what the what's going on here with certain things. I'm so, glad you enjoyed it overall. I'm just
0: glad that this is the last Halloween one. When does Christmas start? Uh,
1: not yet, though. We we'll probably won't be doing another Halloween one, obviously, because it'll be for Halloween this year is on the Saturday, Saturday, isn't it? So. We probably be just watching some Halloween thing, and if you are interested, in so anyway, we might put on Doctor Sleep, which is the sequel to The Shining.
0: Yeah.
1: The, and it's the one you didn't come to the cinema with me to see. I think it was last year. You know, when I we went that late night showing. Oh, yes. Because I thought, well, there's no point you see it, One, I didn't know how you were going to react to it anyway. And two, you'd be, like, confused with what was going on because you hadn't seen The Shining.
0: I as, thought as it was as really as weird as that you was like, going to the cinema without me.
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't like it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I... Yeah. Is it
0: as scary? Um... Is it going to hurt my head again?
1: Probably not as half as much as this one does, potentially. But there's...
0: I but... Think...
1: What I'll say is this is a shout out to all you people. If you are interested in hearing our or at least Sophie's thoughts on this, do drop us a comment or something and show your interest in you know if you want a review of this and we might do one for yeah, certainly. So, yeah, so if you do,
0: please let us know so I don't have to suffer something if I don't have to.
1: So, with that, we'll wrap it up there and.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Um, If we don't do another special um, Halloween one, I hope you have a fab Halloween. I know it's not going to be the same as what you'd probably normally Mm, be doing for Halloween this year, you know, with everything that's kicking off. But I hope that you have a good one and you have a safe one.
1: Thank you very much for listening. And of course, you can always check out all our other episodes from this Halloween period and all our other back catalogue episodes on podbean itunes spotify and wherever else you might get your podcasts from
0: yeah definitely check us out um there is also i know one for ghostbusters that's from our previous yeah yeah years. yeah so there's loads of ones that we've done because we've nearly it for a year now haven't we
1: yeah over a year now yeah yeah and also don't forget to follow us on the social media platforms instagram twitter facebook Onto the handle SP film viewers And one final thing before we go. So what was your favourite Halloween film we watched this year then? Out of, out of the thing. Based on the scoring, it would probably be The Shining because if that's the point 0.5 that tips it over, then by proxy, that's the winner. For the so hit. it was
0: The Woman in Black that was eight.
1: That was an eight. Would it be The Woman in Black you prefer or would it be The Shining? I don't know.
0: That is a good question. I think I really enjoyed the concept of the Daniel Radcliffe woman in black. And I think that's why that's obviously the one that got the eight really Mm -hmm. for me. And I do really think that kind of has a more driven, coherent (laughs) storytelling to Mm -hmm. it. You kind of get the story, you get the plot and the ending is really, really good. However, I kind of feel like that's left there. I don't really feel like I need to really revisit it Mm -hmm. or pick it back up. I've I've watched it, I get it, I enjoyed it for what it was. I don't really feel like I need to go back. Yeah, there's not
1: much to really pick back at. Fair
0: enough, I can watch it again, but it won't be anything that I would need to be intently watching. Whereas The Shining, I think that's why it's got that extra
1: layer layer to it. Or layers, yeah.
0: I think that's why i kind of enjoy it more because it's like well it's replay value of like a hundred times and you're still gonna be none the wiser as what's going on and i think that's the thing of why it would yeah. be probably the one in black though was definitely the highest one i think the lowest one would be halloween so it was like it would probably go in order of the shining woman in black really really mm-hmm. close
1: yeah
0: second Quiet Place so
1: would be then... The third. The third, and then, and then oh, Halloween. It'd be, it'd be like, okay. okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I cast it as a win then, really, for Shining. Woo. Woo. <laughs>
0: yeah. What about you? Obviously, The Shining's number yeah, one yeah, for yeah. you. I so
1: was oh, more, more yours, because you're not really one for horror films. so.
0: And I picked the most horrific one. <laughs> yeah. Is that what we're saying?
1: Yeah, I things. So. <sighs> uh, yeah, so there we go, folks. Thank you very much, and we'll speak to you next time.
0: See you next time.
1: Take care now. Bye.
0: Bye bye. I knew you were going to do that.